Wait, what? Wait, what? We're on? We're live. Hey, you. Hey, how are you? I'm in a mood. Uh-oh. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Not in a mood. No? In, in a different mood. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get bored. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, like, now it's too much time off. And I'm bored. I don't, I don't think so. You were pretty stressed out <laughs> last time we <laughs> talked about. You need to go out of town. Go to Dallas or something. Well, if it were, if it were just that easy. Like, I would love to just drop everything and be gone for a week. But uh, life does not allow me to do that here. So, uh, I'm here, and I don't know. Just every day sitting here and not doing anything seems so counterproductive. And now I'm kind of bored. But, listeners, that does not mean that I need 100 projects so don't nobody call me. <laughs> don't nobody email me. I'm not trying to get involved in a bunch of stuff. Just for right sounds, now, I'm a little bored. Sounds to me like you're going to go get a summer job. No, that's not going to happen. Because, I mean, we're already, we're already a month down. I mean, I literally have, like, by the end of July, I'll either, by the end of July, I will have started summer band and have started uh, professional development for the next year. So it wouldn't, it won't even be a whole other month. Okay. And I wouldn't want to do that to a job and, you know, start working. And then like after the first week, I'm giving a two weeks notice. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's not fair. Yeah. I got you. You can come work with me for a week. That'd be fun. Please, you would. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I'm the slowest part. I'm so slow. That was the knock when I did like my. I've always been super slow, just always my entire life. So you know, I think I've said that my first job was uh, in fast food, and I worked at Taco Villa. Well, they didn't put me on the food prep line because I was too slow. I was gonna put and, you on the cash register. Well, that's. I mean, that's where I excelled in anything that was customer service. So my best place was actually at drive-through on the speaker. And I, and I would lay down the line. I would do it all quiet storm. Cause I, cause I had the voice thing going, you know, way back in high school. So I'd be like, welcome to Taco Villa, man. How may I, um, no, thank you for choosing Taco Villa. How may I take your order, please? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, you know, okay. So, you know, that was where I excelled. But yeah, I could definitely work a cash register. But don't look for speed and efficiency. You can get efficiency, but the speed part, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like speed. I kind of look for speed, you know. Well, I am not your guy. I am not the guy for you. <laughs> I am slow and methodical. But it will be done right, and the register will be perfect every single time. Courtney might take an hour to get my line through, but I'm not going to be short one penny. That's right. (laughs) Damn Skippy. 
the customers <laughs> will eventually get their order. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Some point. So what has you so so melancholy today? Has you so oh, down? Such a fat guy reason. Um You overate so, at a buffet. As we know, I like to cook. Yes. And I'm trying to start like cooking new things or perfecting certain cooking techniques, etc. And so I'm like, all right, what do I want to make for dinner tonight? I'm off today. I went golfing with uh, the boys in the morning. Um, okay. It was fun. Finished about 4.30. And then I'm like, all right, what do I want to do for dinner? And I'm like, you know, I need to learn how to cook a really good steak because – like every time I cook steak, I either undercook it by like just a little or I overcook it by like just a little. I can never get it perfect. So I'm like, I want to cook a steak tonight. And then I was like, what do I want to cook with it? I was like, you know what? I've never like I'm not a big steak sauce guy, but I know that like some sauces go really well with steak. And and there's always like that classic, you know, like creamy peppercorn sauce you always see with steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna put that over my steak, and then I'll just I'll get some like fingerling potatoes. I'll roast those, get a nice like crispy skin on them with some butter and some herbs, and then need something green on the plate. Why not have some asparagus? I normally, I literally normally just saute my saute my asparagus with salt, pepper, and butter and lemon, um, and then like a little bit of olive oil. That's how I cook my asparagus. So I uh, start cooking. And the potatoes, like, I I salted them, I peppered them, I added some thyme and some dill and some butter, roasted those, and they just, they don't really taste like they have a lot of flavor. And I'm like, yo, I salted these, I peppered these, I put fresh herbs, what what the frick? And, like, I can cook fingerling potatoes, I have a recipe, this is my recipe, and normally they come out amazing, for some reasons these ones didn't. And then the asparagus, I was so concentrated on, like, Cooking the steak, right? I like hard my asparagus, and I don't know if you've ever had like semi burnt asparagus. That shit's nasty, bro. Uh, <laughs> not good. And then the steak undercooked. It was rare by probably like forty five seconds. I was looking for mid rare. I don't even like mid rare. I like medium. But I'm trying to cook it the way all these chefs say you should cook it, so I can know how to cook it. And so I'm like, all right, mid-rare, we're doing mid-rare. Nah, it was rare by, like, probably a solid 45 seconds, even though I followed their guide of three and a half minutes here on one side, three minutes here on the other side, turn it off, baste it with butter and herbs for, like, 30 seconds, take it off, let it rest. Nah, that hoe was undercooked. Then I start eating, the asparagus sucks, the potatoes don't have much flavor. Oh, 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 the peppercorn sauce. So it's brandy, it's brandy. Uh, beef broth, cream, peppercorns. Okay, first off, I, I don't think I'm a peppercorn guy. I didn't like, I don't <laughs> like chewing into a mouthful of peppercorn. I was not a fan of that. Didn't like that at all. Um, I don't think I reduced the brandy enough because I almost never cook with alcohol when I cook, and I don't think I reduced enough. So then I had to dump out my first sauce and start over, and this time I substituted like the brandy with like Worcestershire sauce, and like it was fine. It was a little sweet, and I was definitely not looking for sweet. And again, I just didn't like those chunks of peppercorn. 
And then there were certain pieces of the steak that were like fat, but tough. It was hard to explain. It was like a fat piece, but it was tough. So maybe it was actually sinew that was like still on the steak. I don't know. Um, but I just did not have a good dinner and I'm a fat kid. And when I don't like my food, I'm pissy and unsatisfied. <laughs> not to mention I spent like $75 on this today. And yeah, like, it, was, say, it wasn't even like a, This sounds like a really <laughs> expensive meal. And it wasn't even good, man. <laughs> so mm. irritated. I well, hate when I like, oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, I would be pretty pissed if my meal, if I had spent that much and my meal didn't turn out quite like I wanted it to. Especially when I know I can cook it right. And I think I just didn't give myself enough time to cook it all. And I was like, oh, I got a podcast. I don't want to record any waiting. Ah, I got to cook. I may, I don't know, but I, I, I was so irritated, so irritated. Like three and a half hours to prepare a meal. No, I started at seven o five. Oh well, you were rushing with me, and I sat to eat about seven fifty five. Oh yeah, you rushed. You I mean, rushed the hell out of the meal. bro, they said simmer the sauce for five minutes, cook the steak. Three and a half, three thirty. So was that seven minutes? And then Damien, the asparagus sautés and the potatoes look, roast. <laughs> look, Damien, you have to have time to love on me. There was no love <laughs> in this meal. I can tell. I was pressure testing myself, man. <laughs> no, you still, even the pressure test, you have to love. You have to put love into it, or else it turns out like garbage. And That's so, so irritating, man. You know, all of this, you just, it just wasn't enough love. <laughs> Gotta love the meal. Especially so the meat. About... Did you beat the meat and tenderize it? Oh, I didn't pound out my steak. What the fuck? Well, I mean, you don't pound it, but you still have to beat your meat just a little bit. Oh, I but... let it come to room temperature. I salted it and oh, I dried it. I salted it and I put it in the pan. See? No, I know the steak I, tasted. The steak tasted great. It was just a little undercooked from where I wanted it. The steak mm-hmm. was the only good part of the meal. Okay, it was just undercooked from what you want. So you're not looking for rare. You have to take into account the different levels of heat. Did you bake it or did you sear it or like? No, I just seared it. You cook it. Okay. Yeah, so you have to take into account the different levels of heat. You know, your medium high might not be the same as the medium high of whoever wrote the instructions. So, you know, but had yeah. you upped it a little bit more, then you would have heard the steak say, oh, yeah, I'm there. Totally <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what happens to me. My steak just—it tells me my food tells me. It's just like, oh yeah, this is the temperature. I'm good now. I'm like, okay. I love you for loving me enough to tell me that you're ready. <laughs> oh man, I'm in a in a silly mood today. I guess, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, this has been a, a long week. I don't, like I said, I don't feel like I've 
I'm doing much. Um, there are things happening in the world all around me, it seems, and uh, that's okay. And I don't necessarily have to be a part of it. Um, one of the things I did do this week was I went to the school board meeting. That was interesting. This was the first school board meeting after the resignation of uh, board president um, Brian Murray. And Ooh. so it was presided by our vice president, Mr. Tommy Bishop. And he, uh, he presided over the meeting. And the first thing that they did was name a replacement. Oh, and, we already have the replacement. Well, you know, there was a, uh, they named a temporary replacement for the district for, for seven. And so uh, this person's name is Miss Miss Stephanie Mead. And Miss Stephanie Mead is a, a mother of six. And she is a transplant. She is newish. She is newish to Midland. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. She was not here in 2019, the last time that we had a bomb. And so she's she's moved to Midland and her family has moved to Midland uh, after that time. And as the meeting went on, she would always make sure to let us know the, the difficulties she's had within the district, um, trying to navigate different things. And, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, well, girl, you knew. That's why you, you knew, knew. <laughs> but I didn't know that until after they went into closed session. Uh, then I had a chance to go in and talk with people in the audience because the regulars who go to school board meetings, like, we all know each other. And because we all see each other at school board meetings. And so we can talk in Kiki a little bit after the, uh, you know, when they go into closed session. Mm-hmm. So apparently, the Stephanie Mead sat next to someone and told them all of her life history, including that, you know, she was, she had applied, but she wasn't sure if she was going to get it, which she was there at the school board meeting. She knew that she was going to get that position. Um, I had never seen her at a school board meeting before. So that part was very interesting that she would be named a replacement. She also let it be known that she was not going to run again in November, which was one of the basic requirements for someone to fill that seat. They would have to be willing to run in November. Um, But she declared that she will not be running in November because she wants Brian Murray to get that seat back and we need to have him on the board. Turns out she is good friends and was basically handpicked by Brian Murray to fill this seat. And I really questioned the ethics behind that move because I don't know who else, you know, applied. I don't know who else filled out an application to fill that seat. But if I were them, I would look into this because this sounds shady as all get out. This sounds like a a hand selection from someone who I thought was not going to run again for a seat until 2024. Mm -hmm. Turns out he's going to run again in November, this November. I thought you told me that last time we talked. 
Well, I knew that he was going to run in November of 2024. Ah. I didn't because they're doing it. They were doing a, um, you know, an election to temporarily fill the seat for another year. This was supposed to be like they were appointing a placeholder until November when they could have a regular election. And that regular election was going to be to hold that spot for a year until the normal term election is up. So I was under the impression that he was not going to run again until 2024. But come to find out, he's going to run again in 2023. The person he hands away to be his replacement, or I should say not necessarily he, because I don't know that for sure. However, mm-hmm. you know, however, but she is not she is not planning to run. She made that very clear to the people that she was sitting next to that she wants Brian Murray back in that seat. And he deserves to be there, and he's doing such a great job, and he's the one that we want. That just seems so, like so, a waste of everybody's time at that point. Yeah, it does. It seems like they found a loophole to be able to hire his his uh, kids and him still be on the school board. Because it sounds like this new person, uh, Miss Mead, is going to be nothing but a puppet. <laughs> she like Brian Murray's hand is already up there, and and moving all the the moving her mouth, and that's the way it's going to be for the next you know few months until we have this election, where it's almost as if no one else is going to run. I'm really interested to see if anyone runs in 2023 against him, or if he's just going to automatically get his seat back. Which I hope that's not the case, but. You know, we talked about before, he is loved over in that district because he's been the only dissenting voice of anything. We'll see how that goes. But I thought that that was extremely interesting that she shared that she had not planned on running. And I was pretty certain that that was one of the basic criteria. You know, there weren't a lot of criteria for that seat. It was you have to live in that district and you have to plan on running in 2023. That was it. And she's not even planning on running in 2023. Did anybody like point that out to the the board at any point? That like Well, I mean, we just found this out. Like this was information she shared right before the school board meeting started. So I don't know if they knew that. I don't know if she falsified that information um, when they interviewed her to, to be the replacement. I have no idea. Yeah. But we know it now, and what you're gonna do about it? You know, what are they gonna do about it? I, I, Over ass. I it's possible she is just an appointment. No one voted her in. I feel like if Dew's just gonna turn around and run again in November, then they should just leave the seat vacant. Like, well, I don't understand mm. what the point is. He's exactly. gonna win anyways. Exactly. This has kind of become a waste of time. Um, and actually waste of taxpayer money if it's just going to be him running in this November and then run again the next November. Because these elections are not free. So anytime you, you have an election for something, you have to pay for that. 
So there goes the district using money. You know, everybody's always up in arms about the district spending money. Well, the district is spending money on a very, very useless um, election at this point, because that's the way it appears. However, if we're going through a procedure and checking the boxes. So that has me concerned, but that was Monday's meeting. Um, other than that, the other big news that when they went into closed session, they discussed firing Michael Lloyd, who was a longtime employee, who was, um, you know, like one of the top people in technology. And it is rumored that he was a little upset that he was not named the new, um, you know, director of technology and had some words with some people and had it out with our assistant superintendent and things got a little personal and a little heated. And he's been on, yep, he's been on paid time off, paid administrative leave uh, for several weeks. And that night they voted in closed session whether or not to fire him. Well, I don't know the results of that. (laughs) It still wasn't shared. So I don't know if Michael if Michael Lloyd is still an employee, uh, because there was also rumored that if Michael Lloyd did get fired, then he was going to countersue for wrongful termination, because the situation did get personal. And anytime something gets personal in the business world, then it makes you question: Well, are you firing me firing me because of job performance? Are you firing me because of the personal things that were said? <sighs> Because you didn't like what I had to say. Yeah, you didn't like what I had to say. So, uh, regardless, I don't think that we're quite done hearing from Mr. Lloyd. Um, I had just met him that, like, the almost two nights before he was placed on administrative leave, because uh, he was busy telling me how he thought I was the most evil person in the world who wanted to change the name. And then he realizes that I just care and I'm a good person and I always show up and I, you know, so it was, it was a very interesting conversation for that to be he and I's very first conversation. And then all of a sudden I hear he's on administrative leave because he, he had it like a mental collapse. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh-huh. But I'm interested to know more for sure. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? Got another new um, principal, another new white person in administration. <laughs> um, it was funny, that, you know. Is that how it's being tracked now? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I said, is that how it's being tracked now? Uh, pretty much, you know, when there is a noticeable void. And so it's funny because someone who has not been at school board meetings for quite a while was at the school board meeting and I went and sat behind them and they leaned over to me and they said, was looking over because all the employees, all the big wigs, they all sit in the same section. They all sit together on this one side of the room. He said, he looked over there, he said, it's awfully white over there, isn't it? <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> And I said, it sure is. And he asked me about uh, Woodrow Bailey. And I said, oh, yeah, he's been gone. And I said, but he got swooped up by uh, Dr. Ramsey. So he's going to be fine. And then it was just like, wait a minute. 
they're moving. What about it? What about his church? I said, no, he's not moving. He's going to work remotely and, and uh, transfer or travel back and forth for the job and everything. He said, but he's not giving up his church. And, and his wife is still going to be a teacher at my school. And, you know, that part, they're, they're still here. He is still here. He's just working for Fort Worth now. Good for they him. Like, Opportunity uh, advancement. Exactly. Well, yeah, because it's a bigger district. I mean, it is advancement. It absolutely is advancement. So, uh, but you know, hired one more one more principal somewhere, and that was the conversation. There was also a conversation about rezoning. So, south of I twenty. There are, you know, there's houses out there on those county roads south of I-20. Well, those kids were being bused to Lamar and to Scarborough. It just so happens to be those kids are the ones who are not as academically sound. Uh And Scarborough is on the edge of becoming the next Lamar. As far as losing, you know, we're going to have to get that school up if they don't make some drastic changes in their grades. They've been a failing school for for far too long. So what the district did, and they call themselves trying to save transportation time, save time to get these kids so that, you know, they're having to, this this past year they had to get on a bus starting at 5.55 a.m. to be able to travel to their school. So... Because of this savings and having them now go to Henderson instead of Scarborough, uh, or go to Lamar instead of Scarborough, now they're going to be able to get on the bus starting at 6.45 a.m., and all of life will be better. But the reality of the situation is we're taking the kids who are causing the school to be a failing school, and we're just shifting them to somewhere else. Especially when you look at shifting them over to Henderson, which has really improved their academic rating over the past few years. Henderson was my elementary school. Yeah. There you go. Thought I would share that important information with you. Yes. Yes. A little bit of my lore. You know, it's a little Damien lore for you. (laughs) That was my fourth grade elementary school. Really? Nice. Yes. And so... uh, now they're going to get this influx of students from south of I-20 uh, to be a part of their school instead of Scarborough. And the hopes, you know, the artificial hopes of what, what we're being told is, well, this is going to, to save transportation. This is, going to, this is going to reduce travel time for those students. And that's so important. That's what this is all about. But in reality, it's about moving um, kids who are not doing as well academically out of that school to help the school improve their academic rating. Yeah. And if we're just shifting kids around, which the district kind of has had that reputation of doing this, of shifting kids around to help improve academics, instead of just actually teaching the kids, we just move them around. To different places to try and save the school. We just changed and, the name of the school. Yeah, or just changed the name of the school altogether. It's also been rumored that the Scarborough family, which is 
one of the affluent families that started everything in Midland. They came in, bought all the land, and and uh, that's why everything is named Scarber and our our as uh, Google Maps and all the GPS stuff likes to say Sharbrier. <laughs> but the well, family I like how says, you call it Scarber because the family calls it Scarber. The people who it's actually them, they call it Scarber. I mean, so that's, that's fine. why I, I think it, it sounds goofy. <laughs> they call it what they call it. That's fair. So they have they have silently said that that they don't want their name on that school if it's going to be a failing school. Really? Yeah, it's like change the name if if y'all can't get this right. You know, we don't want to be a part. We don't want to have our names on anything that's negative. So if y'all can't get this right, if y'all if this school is trash, then take our name off the building. We don't want to do it. We don't want to be scarred. They want no part of it. No part of it. So, um, so there's a little pressure there to get something done and to get it done pretty quickly. And I think that the quickest thing that they could do was we got to shift these kids out of there. Now, the bigger problem is, is they told the, the, the actual parents of these students about this like three days before the school board meeting when they were to vote and decide to make this happen. So those parents and people have had zero say. And one of the school board members did ask, well, have you heard, gotten any feedback from the parents after you notified them? And the district did receive five angry phone calls, not very happy about having their kids having to move. And five the sol- whole phone calls? Wow. Well, but five phone calls all of a sudden that just happened. So five immediate responses. That doesn't mean they're, I mean, hell, they just found out about it. They literally just found out about it. And so five phone calls and that quickly is alarming. It doesn't seem like much, but yeah, that, that's no, they weren't calling being positive about it. <laughs> you know, they weren't, yay, you're moving our kids out of Scarborough. This is so wonderful. They're like, oh my God, you're making us go to a different school and start all over. And get this, if they, if parents want their kids to continue going to Scarborough, there will be no public transportation to take them. The parents have to take them themselves. Really? So how jacked up is that situation? I don't like that at all either. So it's literally, you're forcing these people to move. And then we turn around and we have a bond, which is talking about building a new school on the complete other side of town. Although we very clearly demonstrated a need for a school somewhere south of I-20, mm-hmm. which is still So, I don't know. This bond is going to be interesting. Um, that was the other part of, of it we didn't talk about. They didn't officially announce the findings of the bond committee that's safe for the July meeting. But, you know, people just in the audience talking, there are several things that that are going to make it a very challenging bond, especially given that it's two different propositions that people are voting for and making people understand that you can vote for both of them 
You can vote A and B. You don't have to vote A or B. It's not an either or situation. You can do both of those things. So uh, that that's that's all the MISD school related stuff that I really have for today. That's always our favorite tea from you. Yeah, everybody loves. People call me the school guy. They they uh, my mom was having some work done, and the the guy she was talking to first asked her. There was another woman that used to live in Midland. She's since died. But her name was also the same name as my mom, Frances Radwood. She was a school teacher. And so they, they asked if she was that Frances Radwood. And my mom would like, be like, she was like, no, uh, I get that. You know, I get asked that all the time. Um, and I know of her. She and I had a phone conversation one time because we kept getting each other, you know, people kept confusing us. Yeah. And so, uh, then he said, well, are you related to Courtney Rattler? She said, yes, that's my son. She said, oh, well, we definitely know Courtney. He's, so, he's, he's a good guy. He's involved in all these things. He's the school guy. He's always fighting for schools. The school and, guy. You know, <laughs> fighting for education and everything else. And she was just like, yeah, that's my son. So that was that's, that's a, a positive plug to be recognized by people that you have no idea and you never know when you know when people are going to know who you are and what they know you for because i i'd be just as happy as if he said oh that's courtney the the gay guy because he's always (laughs) you know because he's always he's always repping um for um the alphabet mafia and trying to make sure that they you know are well represented. You know, all the different hats I wear, I try to wear them proudly and try to make sure that I'm fighting the, the right fight and the good fight. It's important. The right fight and the good fight. I like that. You sound a little distant from your microphone. Uh, I'm using a new microphone. Um, oh. So, could be why. Oh. Did you notice that yesterday? Because I was using the same pair yesterday. I did. I did. I just didn't say anything. Gotcha. But I was just like, he sounds a little distant. You're being a little respectful about it. I was trying. I try. <laughs> yeah, I try. just trying something new. I'm not sure how long it'll uh how long it'll last, but uh I know. But I can't find the corded ones. I think Sasha might have gotten a hold of them. And Lord knows what he did with them. So until I find those again, I am uh, using my AirPods. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I've thought about recording with the AirPods, but I don't know. This this is what it sounds like. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Now I know. You would definitely say something to me. You'd be like, oh, my God, I can't hear you. This is awful. Ah, ah. No, I only, I only say things whenever you sound like a robot because you're in See, now I don't hear you at all. Like, I did not hear the end of that statement. Can you hear me now? Barely. <laughs> can you hear me now? Now I can hear you great, yes. <laughs> Okay. 
better? Yes, much better. Cool. Excellent. So, excellent. Excellent. So I'm I'm trying to remember because I, I I really should start writing things down as far as what I want to talk about on this show. because uh, I don't do that at all. I just it's all right on the top of my head. Me but I, but I do know what I want to talk about for what's on my mind. It's all that school board stuff. It's just a recap of the week, recap of things that are going on. But what's on my mind is this is we're in the final days of June. We are in the final days of Pride Month. And, you know, I just got through talking about, you know, I want to be recognized for being someone who fights for the Alphabet Mafia. And now I just want to show some appreciation for all those who are fighting for us, who are just simply recognizing our existence because it's so important and it's so critical to so many people to just be recognized. So over in Odessa, they have this uh, this post, like this actual like light, light post in the middle of one of the, like, you know, Odessa's built just weird. They don't really have a downtown no, this is a very odd. Yes, very, very odd. So apparently somewhere they had this light post that has this like chevron looking thing and they colored the chevron different things depending on the season. Okay, well, nice. This year, you know, and every for the past several years during June for at least a week in June, they do it in the in rainbow colors as, you know, a symbol for Pride Month. Well, for whatever reason, somebody just had an absolute cow about it this year. Like, they finally noticed it. It's been, it's been happening for years and years, but they finally noticed it this year. and just had a big cow about it. How well, dare you? Yes, because it's a city-funded thing. So how dare you use city funds? Well, no, it's done by a group that receives funds from the city. And okay. so people are, and so people are just like, you're using city funds to put up that gay stuff. And, and that's not where we stand for it. No, <laughs> you know, we don't stand for that here in Odessa. Um, I can't believe that you're doing this. I'm mad. I'm mad. Throwing we don't like at, homosexuality. Yeah. Throwing Bibles at people, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, unfortunately, that has happened more this year than I than I have than I can remember in recent past. Every mm-hmm. single year, Bud Light changes their cans. Every single year, Target puts out a product with rainbow stuff. But all of a sudden, this year, it was a bigger issue than it's ever been. And, you know, I don't exactly know the reason for all of that. You know, there are theories behind it. You know, there was a certain president who didn't mind putting out hateful rhetoric, and it made everyone else feel very empowered and emboldened to put out hateful. Made very comfortable. People very comfortable in their hatred. And... 
we are still seeing that today. And uh, I think that that has the most reason, you know, for why all of a sudden there's so much negativity towards things that have always been going on for years. However, there are still so many people and so many companies that have stood behind us. And here locally, so many groups that stand behind um, just the simple of LGBTQ plus people. And it's not that anyone, you know, I don't think anyone in our, com- our community is looking for everyone to go wave flags and, you know, put us on a pedestal or anything else. We're just looking for the same right to exist as everybody else. Just level the playing field. Don't take things away from us. Don't don't single us out. We don't want to be singled out because we're we're different. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want that call out situation. Just treat us the same and give us the same opportunities. Let us exist. Um, so I'm thankful to those businesses who do let us simply exist on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, those are the ones who don't seem to give a damn about what everyone else says. Mm-hmm. You know, those businesses like, like the Blue Door in Midland, they let us exist in their space. And they let us exist very proudly without having any type of direct tie to our community. They're just allies. And they say, you guys are welcome here. Why? Because your money's money, baby. Because your money is just as green as everybody else's money. And even if your money comes from rainbow hands, by the time it hits our cash drawer, it's green. And it's that's all. Like this. Sorry. Go no, go ahead. I said it's more like lubricated hands. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> New York, like that. Terrible. <laughs> right in the middle of your moment. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So I am who I am. <laughs> so I think that, you know, those businesses should definitely be celebrated. Um, unfortunately in West Texas is it's far and few between. But I think nationally there are still so many businesses. And I'm so grateful to have a current president of the United States that recognizes it and will light the lawn of the light of the White House in rainbow colors that will invite the LGBTQ plus community to the White House uh, to sign documents. I, I appreciate that we have that back in the White House because for four years we didn't. And for four years, there was hate being spewed, you know, all during the month of June. And uh, things are better now as a result of that. However, that hate exists and it exists at a much higher level than it ever did before. And that part is concerning. Well, I think ever we did before. What was that? Hello? Uh-oh. I've lost Damien altogether now. Hello? Now you're back. Hello. Okay, we ain't never recorded with AirPods again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> 
Do I need? I have an extra little mic. Do you need uh, my extra little mic? I'll just have to um, search the house for Sasha's treasure. Right. I'll find it somewhere. And Sasha looks at you and shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. Yeah, no. Sorry, but I'm back. Good deal. So basically, that's my that's my uh, what's on my mind. It's just you know we're at the end of of Pride Month. Um, all accords, it's been a it's been a wonderful month. I've heard nothing but great things from the different celebrations all across the country. This past weekend was New York Pride, and I heard wonderful things. But I do want to now that I'm talking about it, I do want to get to something else that needs to be addressed. And there are a lot of conservatives who are getting on this bandwagon of we hate pride because of what pride has become. It's not a time to celebrate individuality and appreciate, you know, the existence of the LGBTQ plus community. It's become an opportunity for sexual debauchery. Like what part of pride is being naked in the streets? I don't, I don't understand that part. What part of pride is sex in public? That's the things that are demonizing our very community because people tie those things together. People are saying gay equals promiscuity. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, and when that happens, because it doesn't happen here. The Pride events that we have here, Basin Pride, is a wholesome family event. Not one time in the four or five years I've been involved in it have we ever had to kick anybody out of the park for sexual activity. We don't do that. We're, we don't have to do that. That's not a part of what we are. We've never had to kick anybody out because of excessive nudity. That's not who we are. That's not what's going on. And it's not what's going on here in West Texas. Now, are these things going on in some of the bigger cities? Absolutely. And I challenge that. I do challenge that because it's bringing down the brand. If you think of pride as a business, as a brand, when you have, when you can give people a legitimate reason to not like it, that's an issue. That is a huge issue. And so I challenge the Alphabet Mafia community to challenge what's going on at Pride festivals. Are you policing them? Are you using them as an excuse for debauchery? Are, are you celebrating who you are individually? And if who you are is just... Uh, sex-deprived monster then... Sex-deprived monster? Maybe, maybe the parade is not the best place for you to display that. Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, it's part of the reason I don't like or support uh, many Pride events is because of how sexualized they are. And I don't know how they are in West Texas, but I saw how they were in Massachusetts and I thought it was disgusting. And... Uh, did not approve, did not participate. But I'm not a pride guy. You're the pride guy. I'm not the pride guy. 
I don't, uh, it's not, not my thing. Um, but what you're saying absolutely makes sense. And I think it's an issue in the community that needs to be addressed, certainly. Because you're just giving, you're just giving people uh, fuel to the fire. Yes. It's fuel for hate. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Hey, you're going to have to talk up. You can't, you can't whisper talk. You can't. Am I really that quiet? Yes, it's like you fade away completely. <laughs> so, like right now, when I'm talking, what is what? It's is fine. It? Okay. All right. Cool. So now I know what tone of voice to maintain. Yes. All right. So now we're we're on to your millennial moment. I want to make sure that we can hear your millennial moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much of a millennial moment this week, but I didn't really get a recap my week, so I'll just do that for my millennial moment. Um, right on. Because my week was some bullshit. Uh, it was a lot. Um, so where to start? Where to start? Okay, my tone of voice is fine here. You can hear me. There's no issue. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay, yes. so. Oh, man. So last week, one of our managers had to go out of town because of a family emergency. I recap this a little bit. I had to step in. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 Father's Day. Okay. She comes back on Monday. My schedule's still rocking. I kind of get through it. And then I call Stephanie on Friday, and I'm like, hey, something, something, question, question. And she and me and Stephanie are very close, and Stephanie always keeps, like, a very uh, neutral tone to her voice. And she sounds freaking irritated, and I'm like... Uh, hey, girl. <laughs> just like, everything all good? And she's like, we'll talk later. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? So I'm automatically thinking that I did something. Um, and this lady sounded just done with the world. And so uh, Friday's, like, going by. And I'm, like, waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for their phone call, and they're not calling me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then uh, finally she calls me, and uh, our manager who was having family issues, uh, their family issues aren't improving. Mm -hmm. And so she's going to move back to El Paso to kind of address that. So now this store is out of manager. However, in the Midland location, uh, we have a woman, uh, a wonderful, beautiful, amazing, talented, smart, brilliant friend of mine named Zariah, who has been a general manager with this company before. And uh, she's more than ready to take over a store. So we're like, all right, boom, let's put Zariah in there. Let's just get through this weekend. It'll suck, but it'll be all right. We'll get through the weekend, and then we'll just we'll do our thing. So, all right, cool. When I tell you that Mercury must be in Powerade or some bullshit right now, bro, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, it has been, like, nothing but drama and, like, bullshit from these stores for the past week like employees fighting and arguing and like you gotta understand that like the vibe with the employees and both of our stores is normally like very 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 good like it's honestly like it's really really nice now 
everybody hating each other. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's arguing. The world's ending. Everybody's mad at each other. It's just awful. Everybody just wants to kill each other. And, and freaking customers are just like, I'm telling you, Mercury, Mer- maybe it's the heat wave. I don't know. Customers have just been a pain in my ass for the past, like, week, basically. And that's, like, normally one thing I don't complain about is I will give West Texas its credit. Like, I've worked in New York. I've worked in Massachusetts. I've worked in West Texas. West Texas customer base is hands down the most understanding and respectful out of, like, any of them. Like, everybody's normally very patient, very kind. Yeah, you're going to have the bitchy entitled person here and there, but whatever. On a large scale, it's significantly better than what it is uh, in, like, Massachusetts, for example. Um, not this week. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on this week, but it ain't this week. Um, I tell you, I can tell you what's going on. It's hot. Yeah, I, I guess. Hot. But you know what? You live in this. You grow up in this. Get over it. Like, Mm-mm. it ain't been this hot. 15, we broke a record. We actually today tied a record. A fifteen consecutive days over a hundred degrees. That is not normal. It's hot. So so I guess it's weird, but uh I guess my time in Massachusetts has made me love this heat because I was enjoying this week. I was like, it's nice and warm. Let's go. I was like, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it. Right. <laughs> um so I've been dealing with just mean people. <laughs> and then uh um Monday was it Monday? I think it was Monday rolls around and the freezer in Odessa breaks. Oh no, that's oh no. Because the compressor was working its little ass off. <laughs> so <laughs> so hard. Um luckily we have can you still hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Luckily we have a good relationship with um the gentleman who owns the White House Meat Market and um he let us put our stuff in their refrigerator or in their freezer. They have like these really long, like these really big portable freezers. Um, okay. He let us put our stuff in there. So thank you. We get that taken care of. So that same Monday, I'm like at home. I'm napping. I never nap. If I'm napping, I'm tired. And I get a call from Waylon, my boss. And I'm like, okay, this is, what does he want? Like, so I answer the phone and he's like, hey, bud. And obviously, I'm like, you know, hey, <laughs> I'll sleep or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, oh, did I wake you up? And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I and mean, then he goes, um, could you go over to Midland? Um, their walk in's not working. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, their freezer seems to be working fine. But their walk-in is at, like, 49 degrees. And then, like, once I think it's, like, 52, we're in the danger zone. And so he's like, I just need you to basically get there, um, kind of figure out what you can save, what you can't save, uh, try to, like, store things and like, under the meat case and in the freezer. He's like, we can pretty much freeze any of this stuff. He's like, and it'll be totally fine. He's like 100% within health code. He's like, so go ahead and just freeze a lot of these things. And then um, he's like, you can, uh, whatever you don't freeze, see if you can't fit in your car and take it over to Odessa. So I'm like, okay. So I like, drive to Midland. And luckily, I was able to fit everything in Midland. That was really nice. Um, I was able to fit everything around the Midland store. 
And so we're, we were hoping that the thing was just working itself so hard that it wasn't actually broken. It just couldn't cool because it was sitting at 49, you know? So we're like hoping. We're like, okay, maybe tomorrow, once it's had some time to rest, we'll come in. It'll be working. Now, that bitch was at 77. <laughs> oh, no. You was gone. <laughs> yeah, dude. So then JT Refrigeration, shout out to JT Refrigeration. They do all of our work. Um, they come out on Tuesday to fix Odessa, or I mean to fix Midland, excuse me. They come out, they get things taken care of. There was just a couple, uh, they had to replace a compressor and a couple other things, but they get it taken care of. And then um, we kind of have to wait. Odessa's still kind of in a weird limbo. And then finally, um, yesterday, they came out and they fixed Odessa's uh, freezer. Um, but it's just a lot, man. Like, it's <laughs> between management turnover, a hundred and something degree weather all day, every day, um, bitchy, angry employees, bitchy, angry customers, freezers breaking, walk ins breaking. Like, I'm tired, bro. Like, I'm tired. I ain't got time for this. Like, I'm tired, my man. It was just an exhausting week. Like, I feel like, and I really didn't even work. I worked, like, six more hours than when I was scheduled. So it's not like I was just, like, so exhausted. Like, it wasn't crazy. It was just a lot, man. And I'm just, like, mentally drained from it all. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. This is what I was signing back up for when I took this position. Man, yeah. That you welcome to management. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, I've been doing this for years now, but I just, when it gets you, it gets you. Wow. Yes. That is quite a bit. That's a lot going on. Yeah, so that was my, that was the. But you know what? If, in, if any store can handle it, jerseys might scan because y'all are a sub above. We're the brand that believes. Oh, it, we got a new slogan? No, 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 it's 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 all that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all that. So you guys, so I really think that Jersey, uh, Jersey Mike should capitalize on your slogan and capitalize on this submarine that went down. You know, <laughs> you know I kind of did want to talk about that during my millennial moment, too. What do you think about all of that, man? <laughs> Well, you know, y'all are the sub above, and they're the sub below. And but what, uh, uh, what do you think about all that? Look, when people want to skirt the rules because they have money and they think that they can, they don't get to skirt the punishments. And yes, it's sad that they died. But this was totally preventable had they followed the rules. Isn't they were told right? ahead of time that that little submarine that they that they built <laughs> was not suitable. It was not going to cut it. It was not going to do the job. But you know what? They was on their mission. They had just finished watching Titanic. They like, <laughs> fuck it. We going. We, we want to do this. We going. Uh, I have zillions of dollars. I can build me a sub and do this if I want to. So they went out there, even though people had told them, don't do it. Your your little boat's not ready for all this. They did it anyway. 
So do I feel bad for them? No, not at all. May you I knew tell what, you what? So sorry, I thought you were I was just gonna say you you were. I was just gonna say that you know you knew the rules going into it. You knew that you were didn't have adequate uh, ship ahead of time, and you went anyway. So I'm not gonna feel bad for him at all. Screw that. I just hope that they did something productive with all that money that went down to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> I love all the memes coming out with it. Um, it's great. Can I can I tell you my opinion? Yes. They wanted an authentic Titanic experience, and they got it. Okay, they and got good it. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have sympathy for these kind of things. There are people legitimately suffering in the world. I'm a very, very firm believer in. Uh, the only person I feel bad is for the teenage boy that didn't want to be on it in the first place. But yeah, for everybody else, yeah. yeah, for everybody else, I'm a very firm believer in play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So I just go, I just go, oh, well, yeah, I could have told you that's going to happen. <laughs> right. And then I just kind of go about my day because <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that so many people are pointing out is how much we spent on the rescue effort. Oh, yeah. And, and just the recovery effort versus what was spent because at the same time, there were 300 Haitians trying to escape. 300 refugees trying to escape and their boat sank and and no one did anything. There wasn't a rescue party. There wasn't anything trying to save these people. But five millionaires go out in a in a in an oil can and, oil can. <laughs> and everything has to stop because we have to worry about them. Yeah, I mean, my main opinion was just like their company should have paid to recover them. Screw using public funds for that kind of stuff. Well, I don't think it was a company. It was them. Well, the like, CEO of the thing, well, the one of them was the CEO of the company. Oh, yeah. I, right? Yeah. They should have. That's what I'm saying. They should have yeah. been funding that. Yeah, his own really. company. Yep. His own company should have been funding that. But I will they're also they're say. I will also say that it's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. It was only two hundred fifty grand to get on that thing. Okay. Well, now we see why. <laughs> two hundred. Okay. Had it been three hundred, it might have been an adequate vote. But you know, only two fifty. Well, sure. Yeah, I get on that for two fifty. yeah dude i don't know i honestly like i I mean it makes me feel bad but i just don't feel any form of sorry for uh, the only one i feel sorry for is for the poor teenage boy that lost his life because of his father and he did not want to be on that show see i didn't even know i didn't know that story really yeah I, i had not heard about the teenage boy that didn't want to be on the boat yeah, the one of the guys was like some uh, Saudi Arabian millionaire, and he brought his son on there with him, and his son did not want to be on that boat. And his dad like forced him to like come on the boat with him, like, oh, it'll be fun, it'll be an adventure, come with your old man, that situation. And the kid like did not want to participate. Wow, and so I can imagine the whole time as they, they've sunk to the sea and oxygen <laughs> is going down, he's using his last breath to cuss that man out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's like, I know this is really, like, 
childish of me, but I am who I am. Just imagine what that motherfucker smelled like. <laughs> oh, terrible. terrible. I'm just... not going to entertain that. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that thing smelled like by the end of when they were. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, at least it was an implosion and they felt like next to no pain before. Like they probably just heard like a weird noise and then were dead. So, okay, good for them that way, I guess, you know. But. Oh, no, dude. It's a crazy situation. It's a crazy situation. It is a crazy situation. And, you know, and I think that the valuable lesson we learned in all that is um, play stupid just games, because win you stupid have... prizes. Say it again. I said play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Well, that. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think you told me that one time. <laughs> I probably have said that because I've said this before. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And, you know, just because you can build a submarine and you can you can think you can go underwater doesn't mean you should. Leave that. Ti- the Titanic's been down there long enough. Leave that stuff alone. I saw this one post because you know what happened on Juneteenth, right? Um, right. <laughs> I saw this post on Twitter. Or this one has like hysterical um, lady that I follow on Twitter, and she really is just so funny. And she said, "It's the spirit of our ancestors on all them slave ships getting revenge on Juneteenth." I was like, "Right?" Oh, no. <laughs> well, they pulled it down. I was like, "Day today." Oh. <laughs> today. Hysterical. She had so many of them that she was posting, and I was just rolling every time I saw one. I was like, "Nah." And I'm sure, you know, we're going to hear from a lot of people saying, well, you guys have no no regard for human life. This was a tragedy. Yada, yada, yada. They didn't have regard for human life. Why'd they do it to themselves? Okay. (laughs) This was totally preventable. This is totally preventable. (laughs) There was no need. this This was what gets me. There was no need to go and mess with the Titanic. No. None. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Watch a movie. There's so many documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean regard for human life? They did it to themselves. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, just, I just know that we're going to hear from people. And they're just going to be like, you guys are so awful. I can't believe you said that. About, you know, those those poor people who died in that, that accident. I'm like, no. No, they don't get to be the poor people who died in the accident. I'm sorry. They're not poor nothing. They ain't poor nothing about them. Right. right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that makes that leads me to a transition. There's something else I need to, to mention. Speaking of poor. There is a poor little girl uh, in ah. Midland who uh, has recently been diagnosed with leukemia, and it happens to be the niece of one of our show, uh, one of the good friends of the show, Matt Weatherford. Um, Matt is organizing a benefit comedy show on Saturday, July eighth, at the Eccentric Brewing. Um, I don't know how much tickets are, but tickets to that event, the, the proceeds will go 
towards uh, the little girl's family to help cover expenses that have been incurred as a result of mom having to, to quit her job um, to take care of her child, you know, kind of full time and do all the hospital rounds and visits and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, I want to make sure that we get the, the message out. And so as uh, for the next two shows, I'll make sure to post the flyer for, uh, for the benefit uh, event along with um, notification for these shows. So uh, I just want to make sure that I mentioned that. I told Matt that I definitely would and would support in that way. Um, anything that we can do to help that family through this, this, that a real tragedy, you know, something that's not necessarily avoidable, finding out that you have, that a child has cancer is not something that you can necessarily avoid. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I know the Wait What community is strong and will want to support that in any way that we possibly can. So I'll make sure that I get the information out about that. And uh, it's going to be a comedy, comedy show. You know, laughter is always the best medicine. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I know August 4th, I believe, uh, Stephanie has another big, Stephanie Shonoff Spencer has another big comedy show planned at the Rose where she's bringing in a nationally known comic. Um, and I can't remember his name. And even if I could remember it, I don't think I would be able to pronounce it. He is originally from Africa. Uh, he's been on like all the shows. He is a well-known comedian and he's going to be headlining here in Midland. And That's she's awesome. going to host the show at the Rose August yes. 4th. So keep that on your calendar. Keep those different events on your calendar. Um, I love comedy. I love, that was one of the things I loved doing when I lived in Dallas was go to the Addison Improv or to the Arlington Improv and just catch a comedy show. And so, uh, like I said, laughter is the best medicine. It, it really does heal the heart in so many different ways. So uh, it's good that Stephanie and Matt are, are trying to increase comedy out here in West Texas. And I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to go out to a show and experience that for themselves. Well, and this is comedy for a good cause. So. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's not cause. We're, we're curious and want to build a submarine. Go explore the ocean. <laughs> it just makes me mad thinking about those idiots. And like, how much did the submarine cost? Like, uh, way too fucking much. How much did they spend on this total effort from from building the ship, designing the ship, all that stuff for the ship, the actual cost to put it in the ocean? And then the cost to try and, and do the search and recovery. How many millions of dollars were spent in Way that effort? Too many. And then how much more could have been done with that money? How much good could have been done with that money? And y'all want me to feel bad for these people? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell could to not. the no, no, no. I'm not could doing not, Could not be me. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, do you have any recommendations this week? Uh, I don't think I do. 
No, I think I'm pretty pretty good this week. Me too. I don't um I recommend that everyone find something to do so that they're not bored. So when you're bored, you tend to eat. I feel maybe like I'm everybody maybe everybody think, you know, would you have gone into that submarine? Yeah, I want to know who actually would have. No, no, I think too many people. Is this one? <laughs> look, it's one. It's one thing. Courtney's gonna lose that, faith in people. <laughs> well, look, it's one thing I have learned about white people. White, white people. people he says. White people love an adventure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A daredevil risk your life adventure. That's true. I, I can't disagree with you there. Hey, Billy, you want to go jump out of an airplane? Oh, that's so awesome. I would love to. Hey, Billy, you want to go and, and uh, yeah, base jump off of a, a, a bridge? Oh, dude, that's awesome. Let's go for it. Like, no, it's never, um, hey, Jerome, do you want to go and jump out of an airplane? Hell to the no, nah, I want to jump out of an airplane. What the fuck you talking about? So, you know, it's always that difference. And I just, right. you know, I, right. I cannot see this being, I can't, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Would this have been black people on the submarine? No. I mean, it was a couple Arab dudes. No. They don't. Care. I'm just saying it was, <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't all white people. That's all. <laughs> it was white people. Let's just be real. It was It's it, it's a hard truth. It's just a hard truth. I've just, you know, observation. Who does the daredevil stuff, and who does not? No, 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 no. no. I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, is it 99 percent of the time white people? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying in this case, it wasn't all white people. It was other people too. That's um, they they weren't quite European. That's all. That's that's <laughs> all. <laughs> That's that's all. <laughs> oh but all right. If there is nothing else, good folks, we appreciate you listening to the show. Our wonderful, wonderful friends up north in Canada, where I'm sure it's a lot cooler. Did you know? Fun fact: Did you know that it's been hotter in West Texas than it has been? Are the only place in the world hotter than West Texas has been the Sahara Desert. That's it. Really? So that's why everybody's so mad. They're just like, give me my damn sub now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your excuses. What? You're out of magic sprinkles? No! Flipping magic over counters. Sprinkles. Yes. You don't have any more of the secret juice? What? Raw. No, I would be mad too. I'd be very upset if I were as hot, you know, hotter than hot as the Sahara Desert. So let's keep that in mind. But Canada is nice and cool. Canada, stay classy, Canada. Listeners from all across the country, all across the world, we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure that you share the show. Um, you can find us on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, make sure that you follow our, our Instagram, although we don't Instagram very much. I need to Instagram more. 
but you can find our Instagram at waitwhatpod22. And um, have a great Sunday and stay out of weird people submarines. There you go. Works for me. <laughs> I don't know why I said have a great Sunday. It's like, right? Have works. a great Okay. It's the Sunday, whatever. <laughs> We're recording this on a Thursday, but y'all have a great Sunday too. <laughs> <laughs> it's because uh, there's this one podcast I listen to, and they always say have a great Sunday, and they'll randomly, they don't. They'll put episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and they're always like, have a great Sunday. And I'm like, well, what about Friday? What about Saturday? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but, can't be that day sp- specific because you don't know when people are going to listen to the show. Yeah. So, anyway, folks, thank you for listening to the show. And y'all have a good one until next time. Be good. Wait, watch, wait, waters. Bye. <laughs>